Hello everybody, this is Jacqueline from Waymaker Ministries. We are doing our Tuesday podcast at 3.13 in the morning. I tell you what, um, I've had God just totally on me today. Um, Ended up in the hospital again. I had a seizure on uh, last Thursday and uh, fell down uh, my stairs and hit my head and uh, I've been having some trouble um, ever since but uh, as far as health is concerned but you know what I know God's got this you know I'm hearing from a lot of people you know you can't do the things that you dream of doing or whatever because of your health I don't believe that I believe that God has got a purpose for me and his purpose is going to keep me going as long as I keep breathing so I say we all say an amen to that and just keep on going um, I would like to start this um, this podcast with a prayer so let's bow our heads and uh, just go ahead and and say a quick prayer so here we go um heavenly father thank you so much for this (laughs) dark but beautiful morning that you have prepared for us to get together um i pray that many people will wake up and want to listen to this podcast because i think it's going to open their eyes to Uh, many days not just tomorrow but many days to come Um, Lord I ask that we have discernment that no matter what I say um, that they hear you they hear the Holy Spirit coming from me Lord from you and uh, that's the most important thing Lord the whole the holy spirit coming from me which is from you so lord please allow that to be the case lord thank you so much for everything you've done for us thank you i pray that we are humble i pray that we just push and push that all of this stuff in our life that is bad lord Um, that shouldn't be in our life that it is weeded out and that the the stuff that is weeded out that it becomes a great passion for you Lord so forgive us for our sins um, the things we know of and the things that we don't and may we repent of that Lord and uh, ask this in your son Jesus Christ's name Amen Okay, so today we're going to talk about the best is yet to be. Now, you know I always start with Grace, the book, devotional book, Grace, by Max Lucado. And today he starts with Revelation 2.17, literally one of my most favorite um verses in the Bible it says I will also give to each one 
who wins the victory, a white stone with a new name written on it. And I don't usually read what Max Lucado says, but this time I'm going to. It says, make sense. Fathers, and I'm adding even moms, because I'm known for this, are fond of giving their children special names. Princess, Tiger, Sweetheart, Bubba, Angel. Isn't it incredible to think that God has saved a name just for you? One you don't even know. We've always assumed that the name we got is the name we will keep. But it's not so. The road ahead is so bright, a fresh name is needed. Your eternity is so special, no common name will do. So God has one reserved just for you. There is more to your life than you ever thought. There is more to your story than what you have read. So I plead, be there when God whispers your name. Isn't that powerful? So be there when God whispers your name. Now, I'm going to tell you a story that's probably going to blow your mind. You're probably going to think I'm crazy. But I'm going to tell you a story. I had read this, this scripture a long time ago. And um, I had really, really, really... It was when I had finally put my heart and soul and spirit totally into God... And I had already started seeing visions from God, or I had believed that I had started seeing visions from God, some that were so amazing that I will be sharing with you as we go. But this one really took me by surprise. I had asked God, after I read that scripture, I had asked God, I was like, God, I would like to know my name. Now, most people would be like, okay, Jackie, it's, it's Jacqueline. You've got your name. Why would you ask for your name? You've got your name. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to know my heavenly name. Now... I don't know um, that I should have asked for that or that even the name that has been whispered to me is the name that I will keep. But I was whispered in my spirit, your name is Stephanie. And I was like, Lord, that's not a heavenly name. You don't see that name anywhere in the Bible. Or at least I sure didn't feel like you did. And I said to God, and I said, God, that's not a heavenly name. That's not a biblical name. And he said to me, he said, 
Jackie. Stephanie is the feminine form of Stephen. And suddenly I realized who Stephen was. Stephen was the first martyr for Jesus Christ. He was the one who got stoned in the middle of the town uh, and he looked up into heaven and the heavens were open for him and he saw Jesus sitting at the right of God on the throne. And it was like the stoning didn't bother him so bad because he knew that he was going to be with the Lord. That took my breath away. And I know in my heart that I can't be honored any better than if that was my name on that white stone when I make it to heaven. If I am victorious. So. I'm just saying. You know. You know. Fathers and moms. We make sweet names for our kids. Like Angel and Bubba. Me. You know. My daughters are Bella and Chicken Little. You know. I know Chicken Little is kind of funny. But. Um. Chicken Little was Grace because when she was when she was little she always kind of seemed to be the fire alarm uh, in the house, you know, the the kind of skies fallen kind of girl and God love her. I loved her for it. Um it was just perfect, you know. <laughs> just I just thought she was great for it. And Bella, uh, meaning beautiful. It's not that Grace is not gorgeous. If you ever get a chance to look at my Facebook, you will see her and she's beautiful. But um, uh, that's not what we focus on or should focus on, you know, at all. But Haley, uh, when she was born, for some reason, I just called her Bella. And... um, which means beautiful and um, of course she is beautiful Um, and she has always been beautiful so anyways um, so we're going to go through a few scriptures in the Bible and we're going to discuss them um, and how they fit into our situation about making it to heaven, making it to heaven and being victorious. Um, Because what did Jesus say? Jesus said when he left, when he ascended into heaven, he said he was going to to prepare a place for us. Uh, Who is us? It's, it's, It's us. It's the ones of us that are victorious. So, um, let's look at Hebrews chapter 6, 4 through 6. Um, it says, excuse me one second, I'm sorry. Um, it says, it is impossible 
for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, which is the Holy Spirit, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, if they fall away to be brought back to repentance because of their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. Right there, that should break your heart. Um, why would anybody taste the comfort of the Holy Spirit and then go and repeat their sins? over and over and over and over again and then try to go back to Jesus and then fall away again because all that does is it beats Jesus up it spits on him it cusses at him it disgraces him and it crucifies him all over again and again and again that will not get you into heaven however there is a God a Christ a Holy Spirit that loves us so intensely that if we did ask for forgiveness, it would forgive us seven times, 77 times, 70 times seven, excuse me, which is infinite amount of times. He would be beaten over and over and over for us. And I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if that's true, guys. I mean, I'm being honest. I, why would he do that for me? I, I wouldn't want him to, to be honest. I wouldn't want anybody to do that for me. Because I love the people I love. I love even the people of the world. It doesn't matter who it is. I love everybody too much to ever want to put them on a chopping block like that. So, I would never want him, of all people, of perfection, I would never want him to do that for me. <sighs> that one we should pray about. Okay. The next one is Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 26, 27. Goes along with that. Those who have known the way but go on sinning are warned of their consequences. So we fall into the same one that we were in just a second ago. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge 
of that truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Well, you know what? God just gave us our answer. We didn't have to pray long. Um, God is flat out saying, you know, if you know, if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that what you're doing is wrong and you continue to do wrong, which means you continue to put His Son up on that cross to be crucified, spat upon, beaten, you are going and, and you have knowledge of the truth. No sacrifice for sins will be left for you. And all you need to know is that you've got fear of judgment and raging fire that is left for you. That's it. The next um, one that I wanted to look at is do not harden your hearts. Listen to his voice with Hebrews. Hebrews. Hebrews 3, 7 through 8. As the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Okay, there's these times of rebellion we all go through. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I've been through the rebellion. Been through the rebellion. Seems like I continued the rebellion for years. I was hurt. I mean, you want to know the truth? Here's the truth. The truth is, I didn't have a great family situation growing up. From about two and a half forward, I didn't have a great family situation. I'm still having trouble in my family. It's not me and my husband. Me and my husband, we're unhappy beyond happy um, I have two wonderful sons that I love very much they're my stepsons but I love them as if they were mine I hope for them as if they were mine because their their biological mom passed away from a sickness um, I'm not going to give a lot of details because that's not my place um as far as my life has been concerned, um, I've talked to my youngest daughter twice in two, no, three times in two years. And my oldest daughter is under some sort of rebellion with me that I'm not really sure why it's happening I'm just not sure I, I, I'm not I'm not completely clear on what is going on on this uh, last situation that that I had I actually think it's probably what caused uh, my last seizure because they say that my anxiety is uh, what if what is causing it so um so yeah that that's a grand possibility that that is happening so you know I hurt 
really bad. I was hurting really bad. And I couldn't understand why God would let me go through it. Until I realized that God weeds out people, even the ones you love. He will weed them out of your life for a time or forever because they need to be in order for you to either see what he wants you to see or do what he needs you to do. That's what happened the first time. I'm not sure what he's trying to show me now, but I'm much stronger this time than I was the last. Last time I was very depressed. Stayed depressed for a year. Stayed in my bed for a year. Um, and hurt for a very long time. But... But my mother and my husband and my two stepchildren, God gave them to me so that the hurt could kind of break away and not be as harsh. And I thank God every day for that. Okay, let's continue. So, the next one is Matthew 16, 26, and 27. This one definitely fits into what I just said about um, weeding people out, even the negative, just the negative people out of your life. Um, what good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. Okay, so... Is it really worth it? Is it worth it for you to give up all that wonderful junk is what it is. I mean, you sit there and you're like, oh, I've got, you know, an 80-inch screen TV and got a PlayStation, got a great house, got lots of money. I got this, I got that, I got perfect nails, and I got a fancy car. Is all that crap so spectacular? I mean, really, are you going to be able to pack it all in a U-Haul and drag it behind your, um, your hearse with your nice little cheap box that they're going to put you in? Because I swear to you, they're going to put you in a cheap little wooden box. Because they're going to want to take all the money. 
the rest of your friends and family are going to be like, ooh, let's put them in a cheap box so that we can take... We want that car. We want that house. We want that money. So what can we do to get it? You think they're going to spend so much money on your vault and your plot and your great casket? They're going to find some place to cremate you and throw you in the dirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes it's true. But is it going to be so worth it to have all this great trash on earth instead of having that white stone with your new name and your mansions in heaven and serving God? loving God, Him loving you, is it going to be worth it to have the junk or have the mansions in heaven and to be with Jesus and loved in perfection and no tears, no pain? I think you need to think about that one. <clears throat> okay. You need to be aware you need to be aware because only those who believe in Jesus will be saved. John 3, 16 through 18. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay, before I continue, God so loved the world, so loved the world. So loved is, means perfect love. It's not just about that he perfectly loved his son. It means God so loved the world. He perfectly loves the people of this world. We are his creation. And we are his perfect creation. Despite the fact we sinned, He still loves us so much. He is so in love with us that all He wants is for us to love Him. Let that sink in while I continue to read. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in Him stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Okay, so we're talking completely about names, are we not? Okay, if we're talking about names, can you tell me what Jesus' first given name was in Matthew? Some of you may know it. 
some may not. But the first name that was told to Mary and, and Joseph is his name will be Emmanuel. What does that mean? Emmanuel means God with us. Y'all, I don't know if you get it. I sure do. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is saying to me that my Lord, from the beginning of time, from the time that He put the earth together, that He had thought of me, that I was already in His brain, or whatever God has. I mean, I don't know that He has brain or just what, but He's got something so spectacular that He had already created me in His being in his mind or whatever and because of that y'all I mean my God had already had my whole life planned had whether well he knew what my name was going to be here and he knew what my name would be in heaven he knows everything about me. He knows what will hurt me. He knew what would bring me out of it. He knows everything. He knew when when I would feel hurt by him. He knows how much it means to me that I am back Loving him more than ever. I want to be on the first bus out of here when the rapture happens. I want to be standing with him and him saying, I am well pleased by you. You made me proud. I'm not saying I don't make mistakes. I make mistakes every day. I'm sure of it. I don't always know them. But I do make mistakes. But God hears when I cry. God hears when I pray. God hears when I ask forgiveness. God hears all of this. And with all of that being said, he all he has to do is just hear me. All he has to do is just hear me. So the one thing we come to, the very last thing that I want to say is that Romans 14, 8, if we live, 
we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Y'all, <laughs> y'all got to get it through your heads. If you're agnostic or atheist, Buddhist, Muslim, Christian even. Guys, it doesn't matter whether you're sitting there thinking you belong to yourself. You don't. You don't belong to yourself. You never did. My children don't belong to me. My mother, as much as I love her, doesn't belong to me. My husband, my husband's children, none of them belong to me. They belong to the Lord. They were born to the Lord. They will die to the Lord and they live for the Lord right now. And I, you know, I'm just, I love them. I love them as if they are my own. But the fact of the matter is, is that they are the Lord's. And nothing really could make me happier. Praise you, Jesus. And we are going to stop for now. One last prayer. Bow your head. Father, thank you so much for this discussion that we've had this evening or actually this morning now that it's 347 I hope hope people are asleep unlike myself but anyways um, thank you so much for this today I just really truly just enjoyed this time that I've had with you and with everyone who will listen. I pray that you will bring more and more people to this podcast so that they can hear your word, hear it, and be inspired by it, Lord. Father God, you are an amazing God. And I know that whatever any of us are going through right now, good or bad, that you have a purpose for it, Lord. And that you will reveal that purpose at the right time. For there is a season for everything under the sky. Pass forgiveness for all of our sins, Lord. Including my own. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. And may you have a wonderful rest of your week. Amen. Hello, everybody. This is Jacqueline from Waymaker Ministries. We are doing our Tuesday podcast at 3.13 in the morning. I tell you what, um, I've had God just totally on me today. Um, ended up in the hospital again. I had a seizure on uh, last Thursday and uh, fell down uh, my stairs and hit my head. And uh, I've been having some 
trouble um, ever since, but uh, as far as health is concerned, but you know what, I know God's got this, you know, I'm hearing from a lot of people, you know, you can't do the things that you dream of doing or whatever because of your health. I don't believe that. I believe that God has got a purpose for me and his purpose is going to keep me going as long as I keep breathing. So I say we all say an amen to that and just keep on going. Um, I would like to start this um, this podcast with a prayer. So let's bow our heads and uh, just go ahead and and say a quick prayer so here we go um heavenly father thank you so much for this (laughs) dark but beautiful morning that you have prepared for us to get together um i pray that many people will wake up and want to listen to this podcast because i think it's going to open their eyes to uh, many days, not just tomorrow, but many days to come. Um, Lord, I ask that we have discernment that no matter what I say, um, that they hear you. They hear the Holy Spirit coming from me, Lord, from you. And uh, that's the most important thing, Lord. The whole, the Holy Spirit, coming from me, which is from you. So, Lord, please allow that to be the case. Lord, thank you so much for everything you've done for us. Thank you. I pray that we are humble. I pray that we just push and push that all of this stuff in our life that is bad, Lord. Um, that shouldn't be in our life, that it is weeded out, and that the, the stuff that is weeded out, that it becomes a great passion for you, Lord. So forgive us for our sins, um, the things we know of and the things that we don't, and may we repent of that, Lord, and uh, ask this in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the best is yet to be. Now, you know I always start with Grace, the book, devotional book, Grace, by Max Lucado. And today he starts with Revelation 2.17, literally one of my most favorite um verses in the Bible it says I will also give to each one who wins the victory a white stone with a new name written on it and I don't usually read what Max Lucado says but this time I'm going to it says make sense father's and I'm adding even moms, because I'm known for this, are fond of giving their children special names. Princess, Tiger, Sweetheart, Bubba, Angel. 
Isn't it incredible to think that God has saved a name just for you, one you don't even know? We've always assumed that the name we got is the name we will keep, but it's not so. The road ahead is so bright, a fresh name is needed. Your eternity is so special, no common name will do. So God has one reserved just for you. There is more to your life than you ever thought. There is more to your story than what you have read. So I plead, be there when God whispers your name. Isn't that powerful? So be there when God whispers your name. Now, I'm going to tell you a story (laughs) that's probably going to blow your mind. You're probably going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you a story. I had read this, this scripture a long time ago, and um, I had really, 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 it was when I had finally put my heart and soul and spirit totally into God, and I had already started seeing visions from God, or I had believed that I had started seeing visions from God, some that were so amazing that I will be sharing with you as we go. But this one really took me by surprise. I had asked God, after I read that scripture, I had asked God, I was like, God, I would like to know my name. Now, most people would be like, okay, Jackie, it's, it's Jacqueline. You've got your name. Why would you ask for your name? You've got your name. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to know my heavenly name. Now, I don't know um, that I should have asked for that or that Even the name that has been whispered to me is the name that I will keep. But I was whispered in my spirit, your name is Stephanie. And I was like, Lord, that's not a heavenly name. You don't see that name anywhere in the Bible. Or at least I sure didn't feel like you did. And I said to God, I said, God, that's not a heavenly name. That's not a biblical name. And he said to me, he said, Jackie, Stephanie is the feminine form of Stephen. And suddenly I realized who Stephen was. Stephen was the first martyr. For Jesus Christ. He was the one who got stoned in the middle of the town uh, and he looked up 
into heaven and the heavens were open for him and he saw Jesus sitting at the right of God on the throne. And it was like the stoning didn't bother him so bad because he knew that he was going to be with the Lord. That took my breath away. And I know in my heart that I can't be honored any better than if that was my name on that white stone when I make it to heaven. If I am victorious. So, I'm just saying, you know, you know, fathers and moms, we make sweet names for our kids, like Angel and Bubba, me, you know, my daughters are Bella and Chicken Little, you know, I know Chicken Little is kind of funny, but, um, Chicken Little was Grace because when she was when she was little she always kind of seemed to be the fire alarm uh, in the house you know the the kind of skies fallen kind of girl and God love her I loved her for it um, it was just perfect you know <laughs> just I just thought she was great for it and Bella uh, meaning beautiful it's not that grace is not gorgeous if you ever get a chance to look at my facebook you will see her and she's beautiful but um uh, that's not what we focus on or should focus on you know at all but Haley, uh when she was born uh, for some reason i just called her bella and um which means beautiful and um of course she is beautiful um and she has always been beautiful so anyways um so we're going to go through a few scriptures in the bible and we're going to discuss them um and how they fit into our situation about making it to heaven making it to heaven and being victorious um because what did jesus say jesus said when he left when he ascended into heaven he said he was going to to prepare a place for us uh who is us it's 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 us it's the ones of us that are victorious so um, let's look at Hebrews chapter 6, 4 through 6. Um, it says, excuse me one second, I'm sorry. Um, it says, it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, which is the Holy Spirit, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, if they fall away to be brought back to repentance because of their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God 
all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. <sighs> right there, that should break your heart. Um, why would anybody taste the comfort of the Holy Spirit and then go and repeat their sins over and over and over and over again and then try to go back to Jesus and then fall away again because all that does is it beats Jesus up it spits on him it cusses at him it disgraces him and it crucifies him all over again and again and again that will not get you into heaven however there is a God a Christ a Holy Spirit that loves us so intensely that if we did ask for forgiveness it would forgive us seven times 77 times 70 times 7 excuse me which is infinite amount of times he would be beaten over and over and over for us and I don't I don't know if I don't know if that's true guys I mean I'm being honest I, why would he do that for me I wouldn't want him to, to be honest. I wouldn't want anybody to do that for me. Because my love, the people I love, I love even the people of the world. It doesn't matter who it is. I love everybody too much to ever want to put them on a chopping block like that. So I would never want him of all people of perfection I would never want him to do that for me <sighs> that one we should pray about okay the next one is Hebrew 10 Hebrews 10 26 27 goes along with that those who have known the way but go on sinning are warned of their consequences. So we fall into the same one that we were in just a second ago. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of that truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Well, you know what? God just gave us our answer. We didn't have to pray long. Um, God is flat out saying, you know, if you know, if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt 
that what you're doing is wrong and you continue to do wrong, which means you continue to put his son up on that cross to be crucified, spied upon, beaten. You are going and, and you have knowledge of the truth. No sacrifice for sins will be left for you. And all you need to know is that you've got fear of judgment and raging fire that is left for you. That's it. The next um, one that I wanted to look at is do not harden your hearts. Listen to his voice with Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews 3, 7 through 8. As the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Okay, there's these times of rebellion we all go through. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I've been through the rebellion. Been through the rebellion. It seems like I continued the rebellion for years. I was hurt. I mean, you want to know the truth? Here's the truth. The truth is, I didn't have a great family situation growing up. From about two and a half forward, I didn't have a great family situation. I'm still having trouble in my family. It's not me and my husband. Me and my husband, we're I'm happy, beyond happy. Um, I have two wonderful sons that I love very much. They're my stepsons, but I love them as if they were mine. I hurt for them. As if they were mine, because their their biological mom passed away from a sickness. Um, I'm not going to give a lot of details because that's not my place. Um, as far as my life has been concerned, um, I've talked to my youngest daughter twice. In two, no, three times in two years. And my oldest daughter is under some sort of rebellion with me that I'm not really sure why it's happening. I'm just not sure. I, I, I'm not, I'm not completely clear on what is going on on this uh, last situation that that I had. I actually think it's probably what caused uh, my last seizure because they say that my anxiety is uh, what, is, what is causing it. So, um, so yeah, that, that's a grand possibility that that is happening. So, you know, I hurt really bad. I was hurting really bad. And I couldn't understand why God would let me go through it. Until I realized that God weeds out people, even the ones you love. He will weed them out of your life for a time 
or forever because they need to be in order for you to either see what he wants you to see or do what he needs you to do. That's what happened the first time. I'm not sure what he's trying to show me now, but I'm much stronger this time than I was the last. Last time I was very depressed. Stayed depressed for a year. Stayed in my bed for a year. Um, and hurt for a very long time. But... But my mother and my husband and my two stepchildren, God gave them to me so that the hurt could kind of break away and not be as harsh. And I thank God every day for that. Okay, let's continue. So, the next one is Matthew 16, 26 and 27. This one definitely fits into what I just said about um, weeding people out, even the negative, just the negative people out of your life. Um, what good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. Okay, so... Is it really worth it? Is it worth it for you to give up all that wonderful junk is what it is. I mean, you sit there and you're like, oh, I've got, you know, a 80-inch screen TV and got a PlayStation, got a great house, got lots of money. I got this, I got that, I got perfect nails, and got a fancy car. Is all that crap so spectacular? I mean, really, are you going to be able to pack it all in a U-Haul and drag it behind your, um, your hearse with your nice little cheap box that they're going to put you in? Because I swear to you, they're going to put you in a cheap little wooden box. Because they're going to want to take all the money. The rest of your friends and family. They're going to be like, ooh, let's put them in a cheap box so that we can take... We want that car. We want that house. We want that money. So what can we do to get it? You think they're going to spend so much money on your vault and your plot and your great casket 
They're going to find some place to cremate you and throw you in the dirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes it's true. But is it going to be so worth it to have all this great trash on earth instead of having that white stone with your new name and your mansions in heaven and serving God? Loving God, Him loving you. Is it going to be worth it to have the junk or have the mansions in heaven and to be with Jesus and loved in perfection and no tears, no pain? I think you need to think about that one. <clears throat> okay. You need to be aware. You need to be aware because only those who believe in Jesus will be saved. John 3, 16 through 18. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay, before I continue, God so loved the world. So loved the world. So loved is, means perfect love. It's not just about that He perfectly loved His Son. It means God so loved the world. He perfectly loves the people of this world. We are His creation. And we are His perfect creation. Despite the fact we sinned, He still loves us so much. He is so in love with us that all He wants is for us to love Him. Let that sink in while I continue to read. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in Him stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Okay, so we're talking completely about names, are we not? Okay, if we're talking about names, can you tell me what Jesus' first given name was in Matthew? Some of you may know it. Some may not. But the first name that was told to Mary and, and Joseph is his name will be Emmanuel. What does that mean? Emmanuel means God with us. 
y'all, I don't know if you get it. I sure do. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is, say, it is saying to me that my Lord, from the beginning of time, from the time that He put the earth together, that He had thought of me, that I was already in His brain or whatever God has. I mean, I don't know that He has brain or just what, but He's got something so spectacular that He had already created me in His being, in His mind or whatever. And because of that, y'all, I mean, my God had already had my whole life planned. Had whether, well, He knew what my name was going to be here, and He knew what my name would be in heaven. He knows everything about me. He knows what will hurt me. He knew what would bring me out of it. He knows everything. He knew when when I would feel hurt by Him. He knows how much it means to me that I am back Loving him more than ever. I want to be on the first bus out of here when the rapture happens. I want to be standing with him and him saying, I am well pleased by you. You made me proud. Now, I'm not saying I don't make mistakes. I make mistakes every day. I'm sure of it. I don't always know them. But I do make mistakes. But God hears when I cry. God hears when I pray. God hears when I ask forgiveness. God hears all of this. And with all of that being said, he all he has to do is just hear me. All he has to do is just hear me. So the one thing we come to, the very last thing that I want to say is that Romans 14, 8, if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Y'all, <laughs> y'all got to get it through your heads. If you're agnostic or atheist, 
Buddhist, Muslim, Christian even. Guys, it doesn't matter whether you're sitting there thinking you belong to yourself. You don't. You don't belong to yourself. You never did. My children don't belong to me. My mother, as much as I love her, doesn't belong to me. My husband, my husband's children, none of them belong to me. They belong to the Lord. They were born to the Lord. They will die to the Lord and they live for the Lord right now. And I, you know, I'm just, I love them. I love them as if they are my own. But the fact of the matter is, is that they are the Lord's. And nothing really could make me happier. Praise you, Jesus. And we are going to stop for now. One last prayer. Bow your head. Father, thank you so much for this discussion that we've had this evening or actually this morning now that it's 3:47 I hope hope people are asleep unlike myself but anyways um thank you so much for this today I just really truly just enjoyed this time that I've had with you and with everyone who will listen. I pray that you will bring more and more people to this podcast so that they can hear your word, hear it, and be inspired by it, Lord. Father God, you are an amazing God. And I know that whatever any of us are going through right now, good or bad, that you have a purpose for it, Lord. And that you will reveal that purpose at the right time. For there is a season for everything under the sky. Has forgiveness for all of our sins, Lord. Including my own. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. And may you have a wonderful rest of your week. Amen.